Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. Well, this morning we could say, here we go again. Here we go again with round number 160 whatever of Jesus versus the Pharisees. And you know, as Christians, we've been kind of trained to think of those Pharisees as the perpetual bad guys, always that troublesome thorn, never able to win an argument. All four of our gospel writers put the Pharisees, along with the Sadducees and the scribes, in that same category. But that argument isn't interesting to me this morning. Let's be very clear. The Pharisees, they were not ignorant. They were not bumbling. They were very well educated. They were intentional. They were strong in their faith. They took positions based on a tremendous amount of reason and thought, and they operated faithfully with the best information they had at the time. Even so, today Jesus looks the Pharisees squarely in the eyes and he says to them, you are wrong. You are wrong. For the Pharisees, the most important thing was adherence to the law, the religious rules. And in today's go-round, the rules are related to the Hebrew diet and especially ritual hand-washing. Hand-washing was a part of keeping kosher, satisfying a religious requirement. In other words, checking a box. Now, truth be told, we all have boxes we check every single day, right? And it's always a good idea, I think, to reflect on those boxes and to be sure we are keeping the why of what we do in the forefront. So those Pharisees are seeing Jesus' disciples start to eat their meal without washing their hands, without checking the box. So the Pharisees, to them, it was a flagrant violation of the law. So they're calling out those disciples to Jesus. Really, they're calling Jesus out to Jesus. They're seeking any kind of soft spot in the underbelly of his statements because he was a huge threat to their ancient systems and they didn't understand. Ritual handwashing was a box, a tradition, and it was very important to them. Jesus is very clear, though, that ritual is not the most important part of our faith. The important part, he says, is what comes out of you. And by that, he means our words and how we treat each other and our actions. If you noticed, Jesus provided a pretty long list of actions. Yes, you can peruse them again later if you wish. Notice that they're not alphabetized, nor are they in any order of gravity. All of them, Jesus claims, are much more damaging than forgoing a right, than failing to check a religious box. So to make a ritual tradition, such as hand-washing, the most important thing in the moment is to lose sight of the truth behind the original teaching of the law. Remember, though, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. In this moment, though, Jesus calls those Pharisees right out. He even uses the term hypocrites. You abandon the commandment of God, he says, and you hold to human tradition. Now, hold on to that thought, 
and maybe keep some of those stones you're holding in your pockets for the Pharisees' glass houses. Because today we also hear from James. I find James's words to be inspiring and true, and I believe that James and Jesus today are talking about the very same thing. They're talking about our actions and how what we do is directly tied to our faith. James will say at one point, faith without works is dead. I don't disagree with that. But some folks might take that to mean that our works are how we keep God happy with us, how we earn and deserve God's blessings, how we check off the box. That's what the Pharisees thought as well. The tricky thing, though, is that at some point deep down inside of us, that makes sense. That's reasonable. Our culture tells us that every day. Work hard. Work hard and you will earn your success. But when we apply that to our faith, we're off track. Sure, Jesus agrees that our works are incredibly important, but time and again, Jesus reminds us that we can never earn a place in his Father's kingdom. Never. For the Pharisees, adherence to the traditions of the law was their good work. But take note, all that those Pharisees knew was before the cross. All of their experience, their learning, their education, their faith, all of that came prior to the empty tomb. That is what makes all the difference today. Where our traditions, our ritual is here, it's the church and boy, do we have a lot of ritual. Yes? But like hand-washing for the Pharisees, ritual is not a bad thing at all. In fact, it can be a good, day, good thing. But today we're reminded not to convince ourselves that going to church or observing our rituals is the primary or sole expression of our faith. I found a treasure last week hidden away in the bookcases of Bacon House, an entire set of the Interpreter's Bible 16 volumes. I'm holding a book up with me right now, those of you who are outside. 16 volumes printed in 1957 from the library of someone many of you knew well. Bob Cook, rector. I hope no one minds, but I might have relocated this set to my office. Here I read a beautiful perspective that the practical value of going to church, according to James, is realized only when the word heard becomes the word in action. Listen to this formal but illuminating sentence. If any of us consider ourselves to be a devout worshiper without carrying over into our daily lives the truths we've heard, then our worship is useless, as useless as a glance in the mirror. So just as this is James's point to you and me, really this was Jesus' point to the Pharisees, this is Jesus' point to you and me. There's no doubt, he says quite clearly, that our conduct is critical, so important, but it's not going to earn us a place in God's kingdom. And if we're coming to church on Sunday mornings, or we're participating in any tradition or ritual, or if we're doing any good work at all to check that box, Jesus would lovingly and sternly look us in the eyes today and say to us, like he did to those Pharisees, you're wrong. You're wrong. My friends, we are saved by grace. Our works, our works are the beautiful expression and the appropriate response to our humble understanding 
that we have been given the incredible, life-changing, undeserved, unearned, and eternal grace of God. So may that always be the why of what we do. Because, my friends, Jesus is the why. Jesus is the way. Thanks be to God. Amen.